everybody welcome to episode 27 this is um this is something a little different so first before we get into the topic we introduce who we have we have my usual co-host the best one of the best editors on the planet darn uh, right <laughs> <laughs> the incomparable ryan z what's up ryan how's it going it's going good man it's going really good yeah how are you all right and then our second uh, guest, he's here for the second time. He is the, I guess now, former taproom manager of Destination and Own Brewery in New York, and is now a uh, working at the Paramount in Huntington, New York, 
Uh, John Cavanaugh, welcome back, sir. How's it going? Hey, guys. It's happening. Thank you for having me again. Yes, welcome uh, back. Welcome back. Thank you. I am wondering now, this is my second time, uh, I'm wondering how many episodes before I get the healthcare package. I don't know. <laughs> you know, for um, <laughs> we will have to see. The website is currently down right now with the plan. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll send you a new link when that is up and running. Oh, yeah. uh, I am honored to be back. It is, it is great. I've, I've missed you guys. This is very fun. It's very exciting. Yes. Good to have you. All right. And what are we discussing, folks? We are talking baseball. Woo! We're going to get into the we're going to get into the usual uh, sci fi horror stuff as well. Of course, we'll do some aliens and predator stuff. But the main topic, we are talking some baseball. Um, both me and Ryan are huge baseball fans. John and as well. You know, I figure bringing other passion to the table because I know a lot of the sci-fi horror community. There's a lot of sports fans out there. It's it's kind of neglected, honestly, in terms mm-hmm. of it being talked about a lot because it's all the usual stuff with sci-fi horror and AI and Blade Runner and the thing. It's always the same topics over and over again. And I think it's time to give the sports side of um, <clears throat> the fandom a little shine baseball fans give you something to talk about something to listen to mixed in with the nerdy stuff a little bit of everything a nice little nice little cocktail which john makes incredible cocktails by the way <laughs> highly recommend I, what a I what a segue say, uh, huh what a segue. yeah oh, brilliant and i do think baseball <laughs> is the nerd sport i mean yes <laughs> yes yeah it is yes. encompasses yes. everything nerdy it's, mm-hmm. it's it's slow mm-hmm. paced it is data driven yeah. it is 100 uh, percent Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> so we'll start with, you know, the basic stuff. Um, whoever wants to go first. How'd you guys get into baseball? I guess it's a bonus. Do you guys ever play? Yeah, so I I was a big baseball fan since yeah, I was a kid. I actually, when I was a kid, I was more of an Oakland A's fan because I hmm. Jose Canseco was my favorite player. Nice. And, uh, him and McGuire, I was like, dude, the Bash brothers, you know, they hit bombs. I didn't know they were so roided up at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Canseco turned out to be an interesting person. Uh, his book, Juiced, was really good, though. I really yeah. enjoyed reading that. But I think later on, it became more of a... I kind of liked the Giants, too, because I liked Will Clark. And, and they actually just did a it's retirement ceremony. Stuff. Oh yeah, the best best swing ever, yeah. and uh, they just did a retirement ceremony for him a few weeks ago at the at Oracle Park. It was really good, and yeah, so I and I played baseball too up through sophomore year of high school. I was a catcher. Nice. Oh, okay. And yeah, so I've grew up playing. Still love watching it. It's been hard this year because the Giants have just really after the 107 one season last year <laughs> they've been really struggling uh this year but yeah so yeah i think from somewhere in like the early 90s probably after canseco and you know canseco left i just kind of lost interest and started following the giants more and really uh you know that was it was there it was tough for a while you know i was I remember when they got to the world series with Barry Bonds in 2002 and super excited about that. And then there was like a nine year period where it's just like dark time, uh, you know, just a lot of, a lot of rough seasons. And then 
got this guy named Buster Posey and Tim Lincecum <laughs> and a few other guys, Madison Bumgarner came on and Matt Cannon. It was just like, they just turned the franchise around and got three championships in five years. And it was just like, that was just amazing. Every one of them. So uh, every, and yeah, since then I've just been, I mean, obviously before then huge fan since then just <clears throat> been watching you know, a lot of Giants games and this season too. And it's just been, uh, you know, even though it's been a tough year, I just, I just love watching it. It's baseball is just, uh, I just think it's an amazing sport. And, you know, I think it's still probably my favorite above, you know, football or basketball, but right yeah. So still have a love for it. Yeah. I, I am still annoyed at the Giants. For two two very specific reasons uh, that I will get into. Uh, one being the fact that they beat the Royals in 2014 in the World Series. Oh. Ultimately, fuck my team the next year. Yeah. <laughs> I am a Mets fan, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the next year, 2016, Mets Giants go to the wild card. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember my wife and I were at work at our bar that we used to work at and I said alright babe Mets are in the wild card we're going to the game I ended up I spent $600 <laughs> on two tickets we were in the last row in the farthest section <laughs> in the center field like, the sting I actually yeah I couldn't see the field the I was watching a TV <laughs> above <laughs> me that's how horrible our seats were for $600 yeah. Uh, just to watch the Giants break my heart and yeah. uh, and ruin my year. <laughs> and the best part was that uh, at the time, we had just started dating. We'd only been dating for a couple months. And I was sitting next to a girl that was a Giants fan. Everybody in the section are Mets fans. I'm sitting next to a girl that's a Giants fan. I'm a very sarcastic person. So <laughs> this girl is celebrating. She's freaking out. I keep looking over at my wife and I'm like, I want to push her down the stairs. I was like, I was like, this woman is awful. I hate her so much. I want to, I want to kill her. I want to murder her. And my wife is looking at me like, what's the matter with you? She's all by herself. Like, stop it. Be nice. And I was like, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, kind of, but I hate her. Like, go back, go home, go back to the West. But oh, yes, uh, to go into my baseball fan and my grew up a Mets fan. Um, funny enough, my father is a diehard Yankee fan, born in the Bronx, raised a Yankee fan. Somehow he raised three Mets fan kids. <laughs> and he still is like, what did I do wrong? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up, you know, going to Shea Stadium and that place was my church. I, mm-hmm. I fell in love with baseball. That is a cathedral to me and uh yeah it's i mean i've loved baseball ever since i was a tiny kid my my brother my older brother and my cousin were Mets fans so i think that's kind mm-hmm. of why i glommed onto it so i very vaguely remember the keith hernandez ron darling years mm-hmm. i caught like two or three years of that before they uh moved along but yeah that was it and i played a lot of baseball but I yeah mm-hmm. nice nice uh, for me, also, my um, my dad was um, he played a lot of baseball. Um, he was actually actually I think got signed. I forgot by who he was offered a minor league contract, but um, he just couldn't. Oh, wow. 
he just couldn't leave. I forgot it was for uh, military reasons or something, but he couldn't he couldn't uh, take the contract. Uh, but he's always playing, like even as he got older, he's playing fast softball. Um, he's actually came. He actually grew up in Philadelphia, a Phillies fan. So it's amazing he didn't force the Phillies on me. But he took <laughs> me to my first Met game in Shea Stadium, and that was that was done. I still remember walking yeah. in going. Holy shit, my dad going, hey. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was it. A Met fan was born and decades of me and my dad talking shit to each other. <laughs> um, and I was fortunate enough to inherit some of my uh, father's athletic ability. So I played a ton of sports. Baseball was my favorite. I loved playing. Mm-hmm. Um, stick me center field. I'll just go get anything. It's just yeah, forget mm-hmm. it. Not much of a hitter. I was like, okay. But that was all speed and defense. Uh, love, love playing. Uh, even now, in my uh, seasoned age, having a baseball catch is just a uh, just a form of therapy. I could do it anytime. And I was yeah. just it's something to, you know just natural and fun about it. But yeah, just like you, John, huge Mets fan. You know, we didn't. You know, while Ryan had a nine-year dark times, we had twenty, <laughs> twenty plus, and then uh, fucking got Madison Bumgarner throwing like. 30 something, whatever it was, shut out innings, some ridiculous stat in the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely unhittable He's... in the playoffs. Meanwhile, he, he, he got legendary status after Oof. 2014. It was like Jeez. he just locked himself a, a trip was... to Cooperstown after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, everything else doesn't even matter. He was yeah. that good. Yeah. Yeah, and he sucks now. He's gonna, you know, <laughs> get rocked it. in Arizona. Who cares? Yeah, he got, he got lit him. like a Chris. He got lit up like a exactly. Christmas tree the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now he's just making his money, and uh, he's playing. He's gonna play till his uh, arm falls off, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Or until <laughs> Arizona no longer has water, and they have to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. But yeah, same thing. Suffered through the Mets up until outside, other than a couple of years here and there until Steve Cohen rescued us from the World Ponds. <laughs> Just years and years of torture yeah. and awfulness and going to yeah. the brewery and talking to John about how pissed off the Mets <laughs> make us. <laughs> well, I find I it what- crazy. Oh, go on, please. Oh no! I was just gonna say. I remember that 2000 World Series being really entertaining, though, with the Mets Yankees. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what World Series you're talking about. I don't know. That didn't oh yeah. I don't, I don't no, know. I'll, I'll edit that out. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that they got awful. swept. Were, That's right. Yeah. Those were very formative years for me. I was a freshman in high school for that World Series, so it was like me and my my black Mets jersey. This is like the OG black. Era. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah. And uh, just in a <laughs> sea of Yankee fans. And <laughs> it was just, uh, I mean, it was horrible. I was a freshman. So you don't know yeah. what you are to begin with mm-hmm. and then have to deal with just getting dunked on every day by every <laughs> yeah. person around you. That like, yeah. that made me, that's who I, I am, who I am. Because of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm that's how we feel over I'm here all the time. <laughs> Yeah, that's how we feel here about Dodgers fans, you know, in the Bay Area. It's like, well, like just, yeah, with Yankee fans, up. I like busting their chops. And of course, it's New York, so we'll talk. But they're in the American League, Metro, the National League. So it's mm-hmm. really just shit talking. Like it's right. fun. Yeah. It's fun, but that's really it. Like obviously, when they play each other, it's competitive. Everyone says it doesn't matter. It's full of shit. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Yankees and Mets fans were, oh, everyone was talking trash. But my hatred is towards everyone else. The fucking Braves, Nationals, Marlins, Philly, Sardad. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> Even the Royals. I'm convinced the Royals and the Nationals, they sold their soul to freaking... Uh, they made a demon deal to freaking get those World Series. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! And ever since, ever since they won those World Series, just <laughs> nothing. They uh, traded everyone away. They've been nothing. They've been. I mean, the Nationals just gave away. They gave away Soto, uh, mm-hmm. Bell, Scherzer, everybody. Oh yeah, and, fire sale. Uh, yeah, Turner and the Royals have just been royally awful since then so right, you guys did some sort of unholy contract to get that world series <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's what uh, this is what my dad still like likes to rip on me about 86 well more specifically 1969 he's like uh the, the mets made a deal with the devil in 69 <laughs> he's like he's like you don't even understand he's like the orioles were the favorite by far i don't know oh yeah were. What these Mets did, he's like, but they cursed those like them and the Giants, uh, them and the Jets, excuse me, won it, and that was it. Six, like they ruined the rest of their history. <laughs> <sighs> Awful sports, man. Sports. <laughs> it's I horrible little, how yeah. deep it runs. How yeah, how no, deep? Yeah. How much of your life yeah. is affected by it? At least speaking personally, uh, yeah. it's unbelievable how my but there's day. Also, there's also nothing like it. Like some of the stories, you oh get, yeah, just baseball alone, you don't get in mm-hmm. anything else. Like the stories of guys getting called up to the majors, and um, hold on, what was the one that I shared on the social medias before? Hold on, which was just freaking cool as shit. Where is it? Yeah, I uh, know. You get so into following like. Free agents and who's coming up triple yeah. A and double A and you know what's gonna happen in the off season. Who's gonna who are the who are the Giants gonna pick up at the trade deadline? Right. Nope. <laughs> JD Davis, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, he's okay, but yeah, so yeah, but you just you get so passionate about it and like remember come playoff time, you know, it's just even last year with Giants Dodgers facing each other for the first time in in playoff history, which just blows my mind. And it was so intense yeah. watching it right to the last game. And yeah, you just get so emotionally invested into it and passionate about it because you know, you love you just kind of fall in love with the team and certain players. And you know, it's you can be very critical, but it's you know your team at times but it's out of because you want them to do so well you know it's like because you really do care about them yeah it's just kind of it's sort of a blessing and a curse but i, yeah. I don't know i just love it <laughs> i love being a, a big fan you know uh, so it's it's, 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 it's it's sorry go no no i was gonna say it's it's really insane like i mm-hmm. i remember uh so i i now work at the paramount theater in huntington mm-hmm. uh where i used to work I'm back there and I will never forget. I was at like the main bar in the 2015 world series. I worked maybe I think two or three games. So that world, mm-hmm. I was behind the bar and game five, I was behind the bar. We had a show that night 
And that's when Matt Harvey threw the most up to through eight innings, one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we don't have the sound on, but I'm just like pumping my fist. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> Come the ninth inning, you know, he stays in the game. I am hyped out of my mind. Uh, you know, if you're a Mets fan or a Royals fan, you remember what happened. He blows mm-hmm. the game. Familiar comes in. I had my shakers in my hand. I'll never forget this. When, um, uh, what's his name? Eric Hosmer scores to tie mm-hmm. the game from third. I launched my shakers across <laughs> the fucking room <laughs> and I stormed out. I just walked outside. I started smoking a cigarette and my manager, Lauren at the time, she did not like me. She never liked me. This was the only moment in our entire relationship. She comes outside, just sees me like fuming, smoking a cigarette. She's like, uh, are you okay? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay, just, just hang out here for a few minutes. Whenever you calm down, you come back in. <laughs> and I was like, I'm still so appreciative of that because it was so inappropriate what I did. <laughs> oh, awful. That's yeah. But it is a oh, cool little man. baseball anecdote from, I guess it was, yeah, yesterday. So August 29, 2001, Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols Pujol, Pujol hits a home run and Vlad Guerrero Sr., Craig Vigio and Dante Bichette all record a hit. Same day? Yesterday. So August 29th to 2022. Serena Williams wins at U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Kevon Vigio and Bo Bichette all record a hit. Year apart. <laughs> That's that was a crazy stat. Yeah. Uh, 21 years apart. I'm sorry. 20 years apart. Yeah. The Suns. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I mean, that's 20, incredible. 21, 21 years apart, the Suns get a hit the same and day. Pujols still hits a ball. Pujols hits a home and... run, and Serena Williams. And Serena Williams. 21 years apart. Yeah. The longevity of those two careers is yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is just a crazy, crazy fact. Great. Yeah. Pujols, like, the last, I don't know, last few weeks, he's, like, turned back the clock. Yeah. Everyone wants to Everyone wants him to catch, uh, to pass A-Rod. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everyone That's all anybody's A-Rod. thinking about. Yeah. I mean, his yeah. career is old enough to drink. That is my mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well said, well said. All right, let's do a quick pivot. So I know we didn't get to talk about it, Ryan. I know we did, um, you know, I briefly at your uh, last shift at uh, Dubco, uh, John. Mm-hmm. So what you guys think of Craig? Go ahead, John. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so cool. And I had said this to you, Dave, In with all of these like newer kind of these movies coming back after 20, 30 years now, the like mm-hmm. legacy films and the legacy, whatever kind of stuff, Star Wars and Jurassic Park fucked up. <laughs> I thought... <laughs> Something that I appreciated so much in Prey is that there was, I might have missed some, but there were like two references to the original Predator film. It was like, if it bleeds, we can kill it, mm-hmm. and the pistol. And yeah. neither of those. That was from like, Predator 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, I, I just thought it was so organic the way they did it in these, in the new film, that it was just like, he said it. He just said that mm-hmm. to his sister. And it wasn't like, swelling music and like a slow zoom in like yeah uh, like wink wink at the camera yeah yeah Yeah. 
and like it's such a simple thing but i looked at my wife and i was like fuck yes that <laughs> is how you yeah you know show homage to to an old franchise and bring it back but also be your own thing mm-hmm. like i was so nervous that arnold schwarzenegger was gonna pop out of the trees and be like, <laughs> oh, get to the chopper uh, <laughs> and even though you know that doesn't exist yet but you know um i i thought it was such a fun movie i thought i i don't know the siblings names in real life but i thought they were both phenomenal no it was so good so good yeah and i had read that the uh the brother worked at walmart or something yeah they found him like he was working at walmart and he he does his performance and he's he's incredible and yeah um, i thought it was such an awesome movie i was so stoked on it it was my favorite predator movie since the first one and Mm -hmm. my my only thought was like please anybody that is trying to bring a dead franchise back watch this and mm-hmm. take a lesson from like how you do this yeah that's, that's how i felt yeah 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 i have to i i know i've talked about to today before i have to preface this because so prey came out on a friday the, the night before I got maybe, maybe four hours of sleep. And I think, I don't know if I had too much caffeine that night, or I think I just, I think we went out to eat and I just ate way too much. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I could not fall asleep. I was waking up like night sweats, like, oh, oh, what God. time is it? I was just like, <laughs> what's going on? That's what uh, it feels like so, being a Mets fan sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so like all day at work, I'm just like, my eyes are half open. I'm just a mess. So that night I was like, I have to watch Prey because Dave, all the guys on the, you know, part of this, a, you know podcast thing and the thread is like pray came out man got everyone's already watched it you know they're giving me like two minutes or you know or they're just gonna start going with spoilers you know, in the comments <laughs> it's like dude you better watch it man um so it's like late at night finally i go go to watch it and i did think it was i thought it was pretty good again it was i was so tired watching it i just so it was i was kind of detached from it i wasn't as engaged with it as i thought it was going to be i did think that it was very i thought it was very good to the franchise i thought amber mid thunder the lead was really good and the guy who played his uh her brother and you know i thought uh the predator the look of the predator was like a little jarring for me and when I, I was just kind of confused, like this doesn't look really anything like a like the classic predator. So, and uh, I guess it was I guess they call it a feral predator. And maybe there's because it took place you know 300 years earlier. Maybe it's a different race of predator. I don't know, but it was just kind of jarring seeing it. But I thought it was you know it was pretty awesome the way he did some of the kills. Uh, there's a lot of CGI blood and guts, such as. I prefer more like practical for that yeah. kind of stuff, but yeah. you know, whatever it was, there's some cool kills, especially like the French trappers and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, the ending. Good. Yeah. The ending I thought was, it was okay. I thought she went a little too Jane wick, I think. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, again, I understand the predator was super like, I mean, his arm got cut off. He got shot in the head. He's been, he was super like drained 
So I could see how she was able to kind of one up him. And, but, you know, was, I mean, overall, I thought, okay, it, was, it wasn't too bad. It was, I still like Predator, Predator 2, and Predators better. Okay. You know, um, but get, get Predator 2 watch. is cheesy, but it's fun. It's, it's like a guilty cheesy. pleasure. Yeah. It's a guilty pleasure yeah. of mine. So quality wise, Prey, Prey is better than Predator 2, but Predator 2, I just got Bill Paxton and it's like, you know, Danny enough. Glover doing this Danny Glover thing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's been yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, who's next? You know, it's like, <laughs> um, uh, if he but, had shown up and said that he was too old for the shit, I would have, oh, yeah, I right. Been, no, totally okay. <laughs> would have made no sense, but I would have been really, <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, I was stood up and cheered. I was in my room by myself. I would be like, this is awesome. It doesn't make any sense, but this is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I, I will watch it again. I guess I, I'll probably watch the Comanche dub. Yeah, definitely. That's really fun to watch it that way. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, n- I mean, miles better than the AVP movies. Like, does, yeah. not even close. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's just entertainment wise i think i just have to give it another watch to see you know more solidify my view on it but i still thought it was you know overall pretty good pretty cool, cool. yeah it's definitely i liked it more the second time mm-hmm. has, um the score is good um you know i don't want to repeat myself we just talked about this a couple episodes ago but i loved it i loved it would you guys want to see uh that director again i'm coming in like completely I'm forgetting names right now, but would you want to see that director try their hand at an alien versus predator? Like to get it right, you know? Dan Trachtenberg. Yeah. Dan yeah. Trachtenberg. He, yeah. I really enjoyed 10 Cloverfield Lane. I can't remember what he's done in between. I don't think he's done that much in between. Um, maybe like a TV series. I don't, maybe one movie. I'm not sure, but kind of has a quiet gap in between i think 10 cloverfield lane was 2016 2017 so about five years or whatever um but but i've you know i think he's i think he's a really good director and i think i think prey does i think there's a possibility that prey is a jumping off point for more alien movies i mean from what i can from what i've read and i i get the feeling that 20th century studios wants to create kind of this almost like an mcu for alien predator franchises and kind of you know and they can kind of inter- i know have some movies integrate that have bo- integrate yeah thank you and so some movies will be like you know just predator or just aliens but then they'll have ones where you know they kind of integrate and i mean yeah other. let's go Let's get yeah. some right, like, yeah. people yeah. who fucking care, you know, yeah. to yeah. make some yeah. like, mm-hmm. come yeah. on. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think, I'm oh, sorry, go. No, I was just going to say, I think this, this doing it on Hulu or I think Prey came out Disney Plus internationally, but using Hulu to release these things and kind of gauge, you know, how popular it's going to be. And Prey was a huge hit on Hulu. Yeah. And so yeah, I think there's a lot of potential to expand the franchises and do things right. Because I was just rewatching 
the first AVP. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so bad. It's so <laughs> it's not even fun, bad. Like no. it's just bad. <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah. I could I could enjoy the the first one. The second one is legendary type of awful, but I could I could enjoy yeah. parts of the first. I could enjoy parts of the first one. Fair enough. Parts of it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I Lance think Anderson is cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and I. And uh, I think yeah. about other people say it's a good, it's a good gateway to the Alien Universe, the AVP movie. It's a good one to kind of introduce kids and stuff to it, right? And yeah. If you're going to show someone, that's a good first movie because you get a good feel for them, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Kind of. So, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's so many good stories that have been done, at least with comics and novels and stuff with you know combining the alien and predator and stuff so there's a lot of good potential there yeah um, same with like you know the terminator franchise or things like that there's just so much good potential that hasn't really yes. been hit yes. on you know it's just it's like man you know fans are really i still love those franchises but man they're really trying to get me to <laughs> not like them anymore <laughs> yeah that's what i love so much about Right. Mm-hmm. I just whoever like convinced rich producers to say yes to that is a, mm-hmm. is a genius. Just like, yeah, let's go throw this back yeah. in the 1700s. Yeah. Native Americans. Yeah. Like, let's just do something yeah. different. It's yeah. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it right. The ship, it. you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's keep it. It was at the same time. It was. It was simple, but it was new. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was different while being familiar it how a franchise film should be whether prequel or sequel was all of those things Mm -hmm. like aliens was sure there was stuff familiar and even had the same type of you know story or beats whatever word you want to use as as alien but it was it was familiar it was new it was Mm -hmm. awesome they it felt organic and it did something different mm-hmm. and boom make it yeah toe toe that line between yeah. like trying and i don't, I don't know I, I think this is like kind of off topic but the new jurassic park film was the perfect example of what not to do yeah. in every possible way it's just like <laughs> so oh, bad God. it's like just every oh here's the old characters and their contrived Mm -hmm. meeting of all three of them and all they're going to do is wear the old outfits that they wore 30 years ago and say the same lines and like come on give me something different try something new like this is so boring and you somehow not only made a new shitty movie but ruined the old movies somehow yeah Mm how did you do that yeah impressive it was impressive (laughs) yeah impressive (laughs) same yeah same with the terminator franchise i mean genesis there's like oh well, let's God. go back to 1984 but we'll kind of twist things a little bit yeah. and so bad you know, and then we'll just you know and then they'll go it was so con- like contrived and yeah they tried to make it more complicated but it was just so stupid yep and dark fate you know was it was better but it was just let's rehash yeah what we've seen before yeah, yeah. And oh, it won't be Skynet this time. It's gonna be Legion. But and then this is it's just like come on, they bring back. I mean, Arnold, they need to just stop with yeah, keep bringing him back. They have to do something different. They did with uh 
the Sarah Connor Chronicles, you know, which yes. is, I thought, you know, really good show. And, Very good show. You know? mm-hmm. Which is actually and, also on a Hulu, by the way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, so I hope, yeah, now that Prey was successful and I realize there's a lot of interest and there's a lot of people that want to want to see, you know, watch these movies and these, you know, and these upcoming shows, hopefully the No Holly series. And uh, I can't remember the name of the director that's making a new uh, standalone alien film. Uh, Alvarez, Fede Alvarez. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just have a lot of excitement now, you know, that the Prey was so successful. And, you know, even though I, even though I wasn't, I mean, I didn't love Prey, I still think it was, it did a really good job of kind of bringing, you know, simplifying things and bringing things back to, you know, just a solid, simple film that can be a launching point for more Predator films. And then, right you know intertwine with the alien franchise maybe some some future date so a lot of a lot of possibilities you know possibilities all right back to uh back to the topic at hand <laughs> all right who do you guys have coming out of the american league Ooh, i think it's the Astros. i don't think there's any other team in their class personally i think the yankees are always going to just I don't know fall short a little bit they spend a lot of money I mean this year they made huge leaps and bounds in terms of improving the defense but I don't think the Yankees have it I think it's the Astros and that's it okay I mean oh sorry go ahead I'm going to agree with you I think uh I didn't think Houston would be this good i mean they lost springer a couple years ago correa this year uh, like there's there's no way um they, that rookie that sure stopped jeremy penny i'm like he's not gonna be able to i'm like whatever um yeah, verlander's 39 whatever 30, he's eh, eh, this isn't and yeah, this will be the year they finally finally catches up little did i know this there's astro's machine that they have which is like the way they hit is what I wanted the Mets to do. I've been saying it for the last like three years. I want the Mets hit like the Astros do, where every at bat is a fucking yeah. grind. And I yeah. didn't realize that this Astros machine is just, they can't be stopped. It doesn't matter who they, they lose. In, they are an endless pipeline of talent. It's, it's crazy. It's infuriating. It's crazy. Yeah. And um, it helps the steal signs too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the thing is, they, didn't even, they don't even need to. That's the funny yeah. part. They're, I know. Phenomenal. They don't even need it's to. It's infuriating. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I mean, the only other well, worries who are else even compares. I mean, who else even remotely besides the Yankees? There's no other team. In my if the other, the dark horse is Toronto. They have two great pitchers. With mm-hmm. it, Robbie Ray, and I forget who else. And their offense is frightening. If they get hot, they could do what uh, the fucking Atlanta Braves did last year and just run through the American League. I don't know League, what you're talking but... about. Yeah. <laughs> I have no memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, no one in the AL Central, no one else in the West. I mean, it's really Houston, the Yankees, and... And Toronto, Tampa, that's it. Maybe Tampa. Tampa's Tampa is always annoying. Of, 
He's yeah, always, always fucking mm-hmm. finds a way. But I don't know if they have 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 the offense. But yeah, I mean, if the Yankees rediscover what they had earlier in the year, they could obviously take the AL. But right now, mm-hmm. I don't see anyone beating Houston. I just don't. I just don't. Nope. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, you know, a couple months ago, I would said, "Oh, the Yankees for sure." Oh, yeah, I mean, they're destroying the American League. Yeah, and then I don't know. They just kind of just fallen off a lot and yeah they're almost as bad it's it's delicious i can just yeah i can just eat it all day it's so it's so delicious (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean i've i was i figured at some point stanton was gonna get hurt the guy's built like a greek god and he's as fragile as a toothpick it's just unbelievable (laughs) and uh he's yeah i mean aaron judge is having an amazing year but yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I don't mind seeing the, the Yankees fall apart. Hmm. And, you know, Houston, yeah, I mean, doesn't matter who they get out there. I was, I thought for sure. I'm still bummed that they got rid of Springer. And yeah, I wanted just, the best to sign weird. him so bad. So I remember bad. that, yeah. I yeah was, that would have been awesome. He's, he's one of my yeah. favorite players in baseball. I'm like, this is exactly mm-hmm. what the Mets needed. They needed the – this is before they brought in the, the guys this year. Like uh, when they realize what they needed, he's a perfect leader. He brings culture, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, whoever just fumbled the bag in negotiations. I was like, God, damn it! Yeah. Well, yeah. So now, here's my question: Before we move on to the NL, the AL MVP race to me was it was always Shohei Otani. He is a once in a lifetime guy. How? Does Judge have to hit 62 home runs to be in contention? Or is, is Otani no. going to be the MVP? I still I give it to Judge. Mm-hmm. Think so. too. Without Judge, the Yankees are, uh, who knows, they're probably not even close to where they are. They're, they might not even be sniffing 500. He, wow, um, hot take. And he carved <laughs> the team on, on his back. Like, even the team was hot, he was, he was the reason why. Where Otani they would be in the bottom of the division regardless. Judge yeah. has completely carried that team. Well, even when they mm-hmm. were all season, he's the reason they were, they've, they've been good. He just mm-hmm. completely set the tone of that entire offense. Because not only can he hit, he hits for average, and people forget he's a fantastic fielder. He's arguably a gold glove fielder out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he is, yeah. yeah, Otani does two things. He does them very well. Judge is doing mm-hmm. one thing, and that one thing he's doing, he's doing better than Otani. So right, yeah, yeah, I agree with all that, I and mean, I think, I think Judge is the runaway MVP of this season. Wow, um, guys! Unless Otani <laughs> just goes off in September, just, but I mean, Otani's already having a great year, and yeah, he's just stuck on it, just a garbage team, and it's just like. You know, I, I think a team that's the Yankees are going to make the playoffs and and then judge is like far ahead of anybody in terms of like home runs and like production. I just think I think he's a runaway MVP. Yeah, I do see you know? what you guys saying in the fact that Otani almost has the same problem as Trout, where he should have like nine MVP awards because he is mm-hmm. clearly was was hopefully still is the best player of his generation, but has like 
two MVPs. It's almost like your old news now. Right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Who's, who's yeah. the hot new thing? What's the hot storyline yeah. to follow? Yeah. Maybe Otani falls prey to that because like last year it was very sexy mm-hmm. being an incredible yeah. pitcher and hitter. And now you're like, well, yeah. And I think it was last yeah. year too. Otani yeah. not only had those numbers, but hitting wise, no one really came close this mm-hmm. year. Judge, not only is he giving run for the money and better offensive wise, he has the team success to, to go behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah. that's huge. Because last year, Otani not only had the offensive numbers as better than anyone, but the pitching this year, judges beating him offensively. Obviously, he doesn't pitch, but um, yeah. I just think he's he's done too much for the Yankees team, mm-hmm. like it or not. <laughs> All right. right we, just threw you yeah. a, we just threw you a curveball, John. Didn't expect uh, that, did you? Yeah, 12-6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I guess we'll move on to the National League. This one should be a little more debated because a lot of these teams are close mm-hmm. who do we have coming out of the national league well i i hate to say it obviously being <laughs> a giants fan but i mean the dodgers are just so far and away better than anyone else right now it's just i mean i i shouldn't say far and away the cardinals are doing really well too but the dodgers have a knack <laughs> thankfully for kind of blowing it in the playoffs. So I'm thinking I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have a more solid wow. team. Wow. Yeah. Another curveball. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah. I'll throw a knuckle curve at you guys. And... Yeah, that was, that was some, <laughs> this guy's little Phil Necro uh, knuckle over here. Braves Man. could repeat, too. The Braves are starting to heat up. Oh, um, yeah. They're just being so consistent, and I thought losing Freeman and you know that nope would, more machine. Nope. They just they just not only do they come up with these guys, they sign them to like two dollar a year contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's inferior. <laughs> yeah, they that that Grissom guy and the, the the center fielder the Smith. I'm like, hey, what? The, they just keep another or just keeps churning guys out. I'm like, you motherfuckers. The Mets <laughs> have the same record as the Astros yet are barely in the first place because of the <laughs> fucking evil, not evil, but because of Death Star Braves. It's crazy. <laughs> just stop. Actually, the Dodgers are more Death Star. Uh, but, True, um, yeah. yeah. The, the Braves are just, they just don't, they're, they don't lose. Like the, I saw something where the Mets were playing like, I think in that they had a road trip where they, they had some stretch they paid, played 27 games, in 26 days, went 18 and nine, and it still wasn't good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Figures. Mets had this historic year, and the Braves like, hey, look in your rearview mirror, assholes. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Well, so so who do you have, Dave? Who do you, who do you have oh, as the NL champions? I don't know. Right? It's because it could be, I mean, it seems it could be Dodgers, Braves. Mets, I mean, it's, it's four or five teams. I mean, even the the NL East is kind of like the AL East where you have multiple teams. I mean, the, the Phillies are sneaky good, too, because mm-hmm. you have Wheeler and Nola. Their offense is starting to get hot. They just got Harper back. I mean, if, yeah, they're a problem, too. They're kind of like the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. If they if everything clicks, no one. I don't want to play them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. 
I think uh, it's the NL is so much more competitive to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in terms of once the playoffs, because uh, yeah. I, I, I could see what these. I could see the Cardinals doing it. Yeah. I could see the Braves doing it. Yeah. Very easily see the Dodgers doing it. Yeah. I don't even want to say that I could see the Mets doing. It. Yeah. I, I think objectively that they could, but like yeah. I almost feel like if I say that, I have to knock on every piece of wood in the house. Right. And, you know. And like <laughs> Again, this, this is life as shoulder. a Mets fan, Ryan. We're even scared yeah. to say something positive. Yeah. <laughs> even though the Mets, even though the Mets have two fucking aces. Yeah, they have, I, they that's have a, the thing. Degrom and Scherzer at the top of that rotation right. is the reason to believe. That is the reason mm-hmm. to say, okay, yes. the Mets can go far because who can yes. actually fuck with these two? Yes. But then again, I mean, why would I ever put that into the universe? Yeah. With, you know, without yeah. <laughs> accepting the repercussions that will come with it. <laughs> so it's, you know I mean, it's hard to say. I want to, I want to fuck the trend and throw the old. Wupon's bad luck into Let's the fucking dumpster. Yep. Picking the Mets to come out of the NL. Oh. Scherzer and DeGrommer. Scherzer and DeGrommer are healthy. And then we'll get our timely hits. The bullpen. Bullpens are short in the playoffs. Uh, a lot yeah, of guys who pitch, who pitch beginnings now, they won't. Like we're probably McGill and Peterson might be pitching with needed. And I think um, Scherzer and DeGrom want to take them to the World Series. So You know what? Oh. Fuck it. Why not? Let's <laughs> fucking go Mets. You know what I mean? Like, here's the crazy thing. I was born in 1986, the great, the great year. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was four months old when they won the World Series. So I've never seen the title. Now, 88, they also make the playoffs. But in my lifetime as a fan that could actually visually see and understand what's happening, I've seen the Mets in the playoffs only four times. Five Ouch. if you count five God. if you count the wild card game that I was at and wanted to push that woman down the stairs. <laughs> but really, technically four, and that's insane. I'm I'm 36 years old, so for me this is almost it feels crazy. This is mm-hmm. as of right now they have a 100 percent chance to make the playoffs, which I hate. That doesn't make me comfortable, but <laughs> that's what they're statistically they have a 100 percent chance, and I. I'm just so nervous. I mean, I'm excited, but uh, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to feel. Yeah. This is just not something. That Odds I'm are a little too with. good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Give me like, yeah. give me like 65%. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Don't give me a full hundred. I mean, come on. No, no. Yeah. You're, uh, it's as if you're trying to, to make us not make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, don't put it past the Mets to lose 25 of their next 30 games yeah. and miss the playoffs. <laughs> you know? uh, there is a history here. <laughs> yeah, the NL is, a, the NL is a fucking death gauntlet. It's going to mm. yeah, the playoffs going to be nuts, but the, you know, it's going to be whoever gets to the World Series will certainly earn it, that's for sure. Oh, the yeah. Mets head to the bottom of the ninth, down fourth three to the Dodgers. So if me and uh, mm. who's me up? And John get if me and John we have uh, Escobar, McCann, and Nemo. Oh God! Oh wow! So just <laughs> all right. This game's over. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So who was um who was the NL MVP? I think it's Goldschmidt. I yeah. early on maybe like yeah. June I was still like Alonzo is going to do it this year. Mm. 
no, the Mets will continue to never have an MVP. And uh, I do think it's Goldschmidt, and I don't really see anybody else. Yeah, I agree. Discussed. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I would say possibly Mookie Betts could come out from if he puts up Hmm. a good September. He's already doing good. But, yeah, I mean, Goldschmidt is – he is looking like he could get a triple crown this year. I just yeah, he is disgusting. Rolling, and I always hated him when he was with Arizona because he always destroyed the Giants. Like the, every time he, I mean, every time they play in like um, here at Oracle Park, and they always talk about like you know the the guys who like just have most home runs against the giants at oracle park and as goldschmidt and arenado are like right up there i'm like what are the cardinals <laughs> doing they're like building a, a giants busting you know, giants destroying team like what the heck that's not fair the um, rockies just gave them their best player for peanuts yeah yeah <laughs> that trade was one of the most embarrassing trades i've ever seen yeah i still can't wrap my head around it no yeah no no. So, but yeah, I think, yeah, just Goldschmidt is just, yeah, he's just yeah. rocking. And yeah. yeah, I don't think there's anyone else, like you said, that's really, yeah, it, who who's up there with, I think he's tied in home runs with someone, but uh, him and Alonzo were going back and forth. Maybe it's, yeah. But no one's was right there with that, them RBIs, but average. Yeah. yeah. Goldschmidt's just way up there. Yeah. He's just, oh, he's, he's just doing too good. So yeah, yeah. I think I'll go with you guys. Yeah. There was Machado for a while. Look, looked like he could be a contender, but like mm-hmm. the Padres kind of seem to be like, I don't know, as embarrassing as the, as the Mets. They're kind of the West coast yeah. Mets in terms of embarrassment factor. I don't know. They yeah. just seem to seem to constantly do things that are, just every like time slipping on a banana yeah and falling on yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well every time the they ta- make a big trade it just goes yeah no it's crazy like, i gotta say i went to high school here in in huntington long island i i'm a couple years younger but um aj preller gm of the padres went to my high school really oh no way yeah oh shit and uh him huh. and my brother my brother's eight years older than me they were not only in high school together, but they both were like the nerds on the side <laughs> of the baseball team. Like they both were like, oh, that's they great. weren't on the team. They didn't play, but they both did like nerdy, like wow. stuff on the side. Oh, you know? wow. like, and, and it's wild. So my brother knows AJ Preller and now he's, huh. so he's kind of the pride of Huntington, Long Island. <laughs> I also find it very funny when he fails. I don't know why. <laughs> it just, it's very amusing. <laughs> Josh Hader just went yeah. Oh man, they were talking about. It. I guess he's got some personal stuff going on. Like his wife was having complications. With oh yeah, oh, Earth and this other things. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know that he went. Yeah, that'll but, mess with uh, your head. Yeah. So, you know what though? But, it came out yesterday. So this actually happened. His his wife gave birth prematurely to their child. Mm-hmm. Like C section, and it was um, whatever. Yesterday or two days ago on MOB Network, they decided to say, like, oh, that child is not doing okay. And that's oh. probably why Hater is uh hmm. is whatever, you know, struggling. And then Josh Hader's wife went on Twitter to be like, That's not true. My baby oh, shit. 
My baby really? is fine. And so now I'm wow. like, somebody on ML Network should be fired because yes. either yeah. way, either you said some really horrible personal shit or you made up something horrible in person. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. either of them are such a bad Face luck. It. Yes, either way, it's either way, it's not good. Yeah. Either way, it's yeah. not good. Yeah, yikes. yikes. Not great. Yeah, no, right, that's so I guess we'll... cringy, like National yeah. Enquirer level. Yes, of, uh... yeah, that yeah. shouldn't be happening on a fucking MLB network. At yeah. all, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. At all, yeah. All right, so let's keep the theme with the pitchers, but a little more uplifting. So let's tackle Cy Young. Who is? I guess we'll, we'll stay in the NL. Who is our NL mm-hmm. Cy Young Award winner? It's it's Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara, right? It's got to be Alcantara. It's not. Yeah. There's nobody yeah. else. Yeah, I think. Dude, that guy's been dealing. I'm going to have to look at it. Yeah, he has like four complete games, which is unheard of this year. I mean, he had yeah, Alcantara, Alcantara, Max Freed, um, yeah, Burns, Gonsolin. You can even, uh, even throw Diaz in there, Nola, Rodon. If, uh, if Scherzer doesn't get hurt for two months, yeah. Scherzer is like up there. right there in the discussion. But, it, I mean, it's Sandy Alcantara. I don't think there's... It's weird. This is like a kind of a year where there's not even a lot of races in terms of. Uh, it seems like there's pretty yeah. clear cut guys right now, unless somebody goes off in September. But yeah, I think it still yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony Gonsolin, maybe he's uh, he just went on the IL, I think. And but yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the the stats, and El Contra is like on the top of yeah, almost disgusting. everything. Yeah. yeah, just ridiculous. So. Yeah, I would go with that. I'd go with him yeah. too. And now, I mean, in the in the AL Cy Young, Verlander. But now there's a bit yeah. of a thorn in that. Now he's on the in the IL. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. He's got hurt. So it'd be. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I, I'm I still think it, it's him. Still. If he comes back, uh, he's supposed to come back. In okay. Two weeks, but like, how can a forty-year-old man not have that kind of year? Yeah, he's insane. It's, it's, just... it's silly. He has like a sub yeah. two ERA. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is it just Kate up? Like, is Kate Upton the fountain of youth? Like, what is it's like? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <Is> it well, <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, definitely doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> good motivation as any. <laughs> uh, I mean, Dylan Cease is having a good year, but yeah, it's really yeah. I think it's yeah. yeah you're right. John, I think the Cy Young Award winners in both leagues are low leagues, Bob barring anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. It's, it's uh it seems pretty locked up all around. It's it's uh mm-hmm. there's some just very dominant guys this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even with the injury, yeah, I think Verlander's <laughs> like locked in, you know, so uh, Otani's doing obviously good hitting and pitching, but I don't think I think yeah, Verlander, just given his age, you know, my age, man, I feel old. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, Funny uh, enough yeah. that you say that. Uh the other day I'm talking to my wife and she's a year older than me. So mm-hmm. uh, she she follows baseball very, very loosely. And mm-hmm. uh we're watching a game and I'm like I was like, oh, Max Scherzer just turned 37. Like, this guy, and he's still incredible. And I was like, and he's old as fuck. 
And she's like, I'm she's like, I'm 37. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 he's baseball. He's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Third set. I was like, it's different in sports. Very young. Yeah. yeah, it's a very sexy age, but it's, it's baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, speaking of the Mets, John, you had a cool little uh, interaction at work. Uh, was it yesterday? Two before? nights ago. Two nights ago. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Pete Alonzo uh, did a charity event out at, at our venue, the Paramount Theater in Huntington, Long Island, uh, with for the Alonzo Foundation. That's him and his wife have this okay. charity. They work with a bunch of different groups. They work with Tunnels to Towers, is like a 9-11 uh, charity organization, okay. a bunch of different groups. And so he did a comedy night. And so I start back at the venue. Oh my God, Pete Alonzo is coming. This is unbelievable. <laughs> So I get into work, you know, maybe noon that day. We're setting up the venue and I see the guest list for the evening. And on the guest list is Brandon Nimmo, Mark Cano, Jeff McNeil, Buck Showalter, Billy Epler, Steve Cohen, Tommy Hunter, Trevor Williams, Trevor May, Vogelbach, all these guys, Tim Tuffle. Let's throw in some 80s guys. And uh, I remember him from RBI baseball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then a few of the coaches, even I see Eric Chavez, Wayne Kirby, all these guys. And so I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't believe this. I I don't know if any of (laughs) these We get ready. The events, you know, it's happening. The Mets lose the game. We're all watching the TV, all the management Mm -hmm. TVs. Mets lose. We're like, uh oh, I hope they're, you know, it'll be bad. Yeah. Alonzo shows up and then one by one all of these Mets come and I got to meet every single one of the guys I just named oh I went gosh. in and I was in a this is fun I was in a full suit but I had a jersey under my suit that was mm-hmm. my button up under it I decided <laughs> to rock a jersey and I got to meet Brandon Nimmo all these guys and they were incredibly nice and yeah. they to me, the coolest thing was at the end of the night, uh, they were all up. All the players were up in a VIP box. They didn't participate, you know, in the in the evening at all. The meet right. and greet, they weren't on stage. But, you know, they're all hanging out. So I'm in the green room after the show. All the players come back down. And I'm talking to all of them. And then Pete Alonzo comes in afterwards. And he starts going around to all the players. And he's like, you know, Vogelbach, thank you so much for showing up, Kana. And he's hugging all the guys on the team, yeah. like thanking them for coming to support this event. And just to be able to kind of like see that like peak on the other side of like oh, yeah. how they all interact with each other. Mm-hmm. I was was absolutely fascinating to me. And yeah. um I mean it's incredible. Brandon Nimmo is the coolest, nicest guy in the world, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonso thanked me for working. He was like, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I was like, you can do anything and I'll, it's fine. I'm like, don't worry about it. But Give it me a like, home run, Pete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, not to, not to go on too long with this, but the, my favorite story from this is, um, so I'm walking through the venue before doors open and I go upstairs and I see Buck Showalter and his wife just kind of wandering around, meandering through the venue. And I go up and go, oh, my God, Buck Showalter. I was like, hi, I'm John. I'm a manager at the venue. And I shake his hand and he goes, 
what the fuck is going on? He's like, <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. He's like, I don't know where the players are. He's like, me and my wife are going to get out of here. He's like, this is ridiculous. And I go, uh, excuse me. And he's like, I, I, no one showed me where the player's private room is. And so this is not, I, I was not in charge of this. I, I don't, right, right. you right. know, this is not my department. So I, I, but I have to just eat crow and I'm like, sir, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Let me walk you back there. So I walk Buck back to the player's room and he's just grumbling the whole time. <laughs> and right as we get to the room, I shake his hand. I'm like, sir, I, I'm a huge fan. I'm so happy you're the manager of our team. And I love this. And he goes, yeah, well, this place is a clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just goes into the room and I was like, that was absolutely incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just perfectly buck show alter and that i sounds love it so i love much him like even him. more yeah <laughs> that's a fantastic story <laughs> oh, i like, love it that, that was my night <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fucking cool uh something else um, oh. i think that's a Thank good you, place buck. to end it huh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I do have to say, I was thinking about this right before we went on air. And I was thinking this must be the first ever crossover between baseball and any kind of extraterrestrial <laughs> programming. <laughs> you know, <laughs> alien-based programming. And, and then, not just I think I don't think I've seen any horror or sci-fi themed podcasts. Like everyone does offshoot episodes. Like they'll do yeah. You know, like we did Prey and we did, uh, you know, we did the You Guy, you know, with the, the brewery. We've done, you know. Uh, we did a horror episode. We like did a horror episode. general one, yeah. Yeah, and like people do like The Thing and Blade Runner or something else that mm-hmm. fits it. But no one else, as far as I can think of, has done an offshoot that's sports related. And yeah. for me, this is exciting because when I was, younger when i went to college my dream was to you know i thought i was gonna be a fucking espn sports anchor or a <laughs> sports reporter it yeah. never happened unfortunately you know um <laughs> so it's cool to actually do something like this that kind of you know checks mm-hmm. off uh you know a bucket list item for me i'm like you know this is my fucking podcast <laughs> i love talking baseball as much as i enjoy breaking down you know the alien life cycle or the theories and <laughs> prometheus or uh, you know, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees. Oh, yeah, I also, I could talk about sports the same way all day. And mm-hmm. there's very not few, but there's not a huge audience that's vocal that want to talk about both. It's usually one or the other. Right. And unfortunately, and you sometimes too often one side will make fun of the other. It's like that's that's not how it works. They they, they could coexist it's like you know mm-hmm. this is what you know where you're all about everyone being included and this is it it's like yeah, i know the, the nerd genre especially in horror horror, horror and sci-fi they, they don't like to sometimes even talk about it but a lot of us are big sports fans like i could talk yeah. about baseball shifts and how to shoot a basketball and uh you know whatever um uh, mm-hmm. nick's history and uh you know for hours the same way i could talk yeah. about alien shit oh yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and i and i do gotta say i i was like okay so we are creating a moment in time yes no we absolutely this. are but then we are i did remember though to be fair two instances very quickly one being 
in Men in Black when the UFO goes over. Yes. And yes, yes, yes. Gilkey gets yeah, hit yeah, yeah. the baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other being the X-Files episode. I believe it's called The Unnatural, season ah. six, where there is a well, baseball well player from the, uh, he's like in the, the Negro League minor leagues. Right. They played for oh, the, uh, yeah, the yeah. Roswell Grays was the team. Because <laughs> I have a Roswell Grays t-shirt. And I remember somebody asking me what it meant. I was like, oh, well, this is uh, from one episode of the X-Files, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy, he was like a star player, but he was an alien. And I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. And I remember Mulder doing the like going behind Scully's back and teaching her how to swing a bat thing. Yeah. It was very yeah. sexual. So I thought of those right before we went on. I was like, okay, so we're we're the third. We're the third alien <laughs> baseball crossover. Well, there, there have been crossovers in like movies and TV shows, but I don't think podcast wise anyone has. Yes. Oh yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We're trail. We're trailblazing. Yes, yes. Or you guys are. I should say you guys are trailblazing. Yeah, you're part of it, too. You're part of it. (laughs) You're part of it. And The Natural, I think, is my favorite baseball sports movie, by the way. Mm. I would go with Field of Dreams. uh, You can't go wrong. Yeah. Sandlot. I'm a Sandlot guy. Sandlot, okay. Okay. Classic, yeah. All all three winners. Mm -hmm. Uh, Major League is right up there for me. Oh, Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. Oh, Oh, wait. Before we leave, can I ask you guys a question? Can I turn the, the, the Go tape? ahead. Flip it. You guys have one. And th- maybe it's only because I have one and I want to tell my story. So do you guys have a, a story of being at the game where you caught a foul ball or something close to catching a foul ball? Have, you, have either of you ever almost made that happen in your lives? Because that's I, a dream of mine. I got a foul ball at a minor league game in Jupiter. I go there anytime I visit my dad in the summer. Well, like I said, both the baseball fans. And he was about a half hour away from uh, Jupiter, Florida. He's in West Palm. That's where the Jupiter Hammerheads and uh, Palm Beach Cardinals play. The like high A rookie ball of um, St. Louis and uh, Miami. Um, I've seen a bunch of, I, I used to save the old um, box scores. I've seen like Christian Yelich and Jose Fernandez, rest in peace. Um, in uh, in the minors, I've seen David Wright down there. I saw a bunch of uh, young kids down there, and we were mm-hmm. sitting on the uh, first base side. And I can't remember who. Someone hit a foul ball to my left. It hit a bounce, and I just went whoop! Little Ray Ardonia's <laughs> bare hand and scooped it up. You caught it? Yeah, and I, was, oh, and I got shit. a nice little round of applause. That was my, uh, it felt pretty cool. I got that ball sitting in a in a Mets lunchbox somewhere. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that was That's my only foul ball I ever caught. I got some balls at a city field, but they weren't, you know, actually caught. Like the players would throw them up to me. Like the first oh. year city field was open, I got a ton of baseball, ton of baseball. Wow. One of my yeah. favorite stories of not catching. I have two stories of not catching them. I usually have short hands. So this is kind of humbling. But one, I was sitting in the left field, I guess, second row in city field. And Jeff Franco was hitting batting practice, hit a home run ball to me. I misjudged it. I didn't have my glove and I dropped it. And oh. then, so that one I want to—I should have caught. But the other one, I was in—I was in center field during batting practice, and David Wright was hitting, and he hit a shot to center field, and it was going to bounce. I'm like, okay, I played baseball my whole life. I could judge a ball hitting a grass. Not realize, arrogantly thinking, arrogantly not realizing that a ball off the bat of a major league hitter 
goes a little faster than that of when you're just playing baseball with your friends or whatever. That shit hit the center field grass, went up like a rocket. It hit me right in the left Ooh. arm. I had a I had a welt for like two days. Like I didn't even see it after it hit the ground. I had pretty good reflexes, and I, so I'm sitting there going, "Boom!" I'm like, oh, that hurt like a motherfucker." Like people Straight actually, you're right. I'm like, off. yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, "You're good." I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm good in my head. I'm like, son of a fucking bitch. Yeah, I right. Brought, both times, and I used to bring my glove all the time. The two times I didn't bring, I didn't bring my glove, and yeah That's right <laughs> there it is <laughs> uh, what about know. you ryan yeah i never really i can't think of, of ever actually getting a foul ball i but i do have a good memory where i went to uh there's a single a team the san jose giants their single a affiliate and those are great games to go to i love um, going to minor league baseball oh yeah they're so fun and so I was there, this is when I was like 13 or whatever. I was there with my friend, a friend at the time. And this guy came up to us. And he's like, you know, we usually ask like younger kids to do this, but I thought we'd ask you, you guys, would you like to go like down the field and run the bases in between innings? Whoa. <laughs> we <were> like, like, <laughs> you know, like stoked. So, so yeah, we get to go down there and like, they hype us up on the, you know, the stadium speakers or whatever and you know i'm getting ready and and then uh so they say go and i slip right off the bat <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> and then back then i was i was faster you know was before <laughs> i discovered the weight room and and just eating too much but yeah so i was but i got to run a bases around the minor league players and it was uh I mean, he, my friend beat me. It was still it was just so fun. Like, just get get that experience, and yeah, I had a, that was that was something I'll never That's cool. forget. Yeah, That's cool. That is mm-hmm. so cool. That's yeah. very cool. My so my father was a Port Authority police officer. Mm-hmm. He worked at Guardia Airport, which is right next to Shea Stadium. For those of mm-hmm. you who don't know, and so we got tickets one day to a game. It was like a whole police outing thing. So I am in the front row of center field. This is 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I had just graduated college or I'm about to graduate college, wherever it is. I'm in the front row. I'll, I'll never forget this. Adrian Beltre, it's a ground rule double. It's the Mets Dodgers, which is just like tonight, which is kind of poetic. And uh, no, no, I'm sorry, not Adrian Beltre. Adrian Gonzalez, excuse me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mets Dodgers, Adrian Gonzalez, Agon. It's a ground rule double. And it bounces up right into my hands. I'm not wearing a glove. But as it's bouncing into my hands, Carlos Beltran is about 10 feet away from me in center field. He turns around following the path of the ball and makes direct eye contact with me. (laughs) So as the ball hits my hands, I fumble it and drop it. And it falls behind behind the the wall, the outfield wall, into some (laughs) ditch or something. And, you know, I look embarrassed, of course. And then my friend's calls me about five minutes later and he says Keith Hernandez just called you Butterfingers on live <laughs> television <laughs> and to this and then I went home and I found the clip and I see myself in the outfield fumbling and dropping the ball and he goes ah Butterfingers out there and to this day it's one of the great great uh, accomplishments of my life <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious <laughs> 
That's awesome. Oh, you know, that reminded me of another cool um, <laughs> uh, moment. When I first started uh, writing again, I was there was this one uh, Mets blog. I think it was MetsAvenue.com, I think. Like I was writing, I was doing like uh, birthday, just little articles for them. And the guy running it, he did something in City Field where it was, I guess it was like a suite. And mm-hmm. he had a bunch of the old Mets players there. So we were sitting there eating and drinking. I got to, I got to meet like Art Shamsky, Ed Cranepool, Rusty Stop. Oh. Yeah. And I have, a, I have a jersey with the signatures on it. I just forgot. Oh, I always forget cool. about it. Yeah. It was really cool. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. Steady, steady Eddie Cranepool. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. I think I was a member. I was like talking baseball with like Kuzman and I'm sitting like this is this is yeah. really happening. I'm like, this is cool. It's like it's like my dad's generation. You know my dad's yeah. police family like man I wish my dad was hanging out with me for this. you having a blast. It was really, really cool. Really cool. Who else that Tommy right. Agee and Tommy Agee, yeah. 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 Tommy uh, Tommy Agee. Tommy Agee made the final out in the sixty yeah. world series. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was good stuff. Good stuff. See, this is why this is why sports are beautiful. You get memories like this, you get friendships. Mm. It's again, yeah. just like being a, you know, getting into the nerd geek stuff. You you know, you forge your friendships, and memories the same way. You know? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, especially Absolutely. for me, I was very awkward. I guess we'll put it nicely in my younger <laughs> years. And you know, when I obviously I had the, I had the video games and the horror movies. I had those friends, but being you know an athlete, even though I look like. Uh, freaking Billy Hoyle and white men can't jump. And I always, I was like, I always had confidence issues, but when I played sports, no one gave a shit, you know, everybody's kind right. of take the, take the stress off. And, you know, I don't think people realize that. I mean, it's not the same stuff you do with nerds that works in sports too. And it's, it's all mm-hmm. one in the same. Yeah. And I hope, hope you enjoyed listening to it. You know, hope you guys enjoyed a nice mix of sport and, and nerdiness. <laughs> And uh, we'll probably do some more, whether we get downloads or not, because, well, we just like talking about both. (laughs) (laughs) John, thank you for joining us again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, It was a pleasure to be able Mm -hmm. to talk aliens and sports with you guys, two of my absolute favorite things. So thank you so much (laughs) for having me. Of course. (laughs) Ryan, always a pleasure. Good to talk to someone else to you besides besides (laughs) aliens. (laughs) (laughs) As always, the part I always hate doing the most is uh promoting check out check out the podcast on everything we're on spotify apple music podbean mm-hmm. are the three ones people seem to use the most we're also on google play and amazon though i don't think anywhere if you haven't use it but those are three most popular yeah. ones check out the twitter page zero you know more from the 426 check out the facebook group speaking of big shout out to mitch mitchell mitch mitchell thanks for joining us and helping out with all the I'm with sharing more. We definitely, definitely yes. need to help. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're pretty bad at sharing stuff on the, <laughs> on the website and stuff. But yeah, everyone, thanks for listening and um, catch you next time. All right. Take care. Later, guys. Ray. People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door, as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. 
Greatest money they have, and the peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers, sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. It'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick that I have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come.